Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Being a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club or a really weird cult. A tradition better than Sunday dinner with a family. Coming to you live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully you're not part of a cult, because you may need to be deprogrammed, especially after this hour. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. Love it. Love your Rocket Mortgage. And love you, every one of you that's a part of the John Kincaid Show family. Do you follow along on Twitter at John Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-D-E? Do you listen along on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliates? Does your local affiliate cut away for like the hunting and fishing show or something during the show? If you do, you can listen at uh, SiriusXM206. You can use the Radio.com app and you can even rewind where if you missed part of the show, you can catch it. Go back and catch what you missed. And we love our local affiliates. If you haven't listened to CBS Sports Radio on your local affiliates or your local affiliates cover up CBS Sports Radio programming and you're interested in trying it out, I, I invite you to take that Radio.com app and make it work. All right, let's get to the elephant in the room. And, and I don't shy away from topics that uh, I know sometimes people will shy away from. And I don't. Because I think you can handle topics respectfully. You can have respectful dialogue. You can discuss things and you can discuss them like adults and not go for shock jock type material. And we can converse. And I'm blessed that uh, I've got a lot of people of every race, color, and creed that I work with, that I interact with. I come from multi uh, multiracial family. So I have a lot of people that I can lean on and say, give me a little guidance on this. Can you help me with this? What do you think of this? Uh, so I can learn a little bit more because I'm always looking to learn. I'm always looking to understand. Uh, the NFLPA wanted to have a show of unity. Unity. And I'm using their own words. They wanted to have a show of unity. 
at the beginning of NFL games. So they were going to do something to make sure that there was a show of unity during National Football League games as this season gets going. That's absolutely awesome. We can all use unity. We can all uh, agree unity would be a good thing. We want to to understand as brothers and sisters that we understand each other. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. And again, it's not popular. But as I've told you before, I don't care about being popular. I care about being true to myself and I care about speaking my mind. And being fair-minded and having a discussion with you and explaining my thought process. They are, uh, you saw the players the other night do the arm lock in Kansas City. Lock arms together as part of that show of unity. They will play the national anthem today. And they will also play Lift Every Voice. And if you haven't heard the, and it's a beautiful song. If you haven't heard the song Lift Every Voice, it has been known for over 100 years as the Black National Anthem. That's not me saying that. That is what the song, Lift Every Voice, and if you haven't heard it, it's easy to go to Spotify or anywhere else and say, play for me, Lift Every Voice. If you're a music fan, I think you'll enjoy the song. I think it's a beautiful song. But they're playing the Lift Every Voice because as the, and the NFLPA wanted that played. The NFL wanted it played as the Black National Anthem today. I am here to tell you, I did not serve in our military. I am blessed to have been uh, a descendant, obviously my father, my grandfathers fought in World War I. My father fought in World War II. I have tons of relatives and friends who fought in every single uh, conflict we've had since. And by the way, I have friends of different races, colors, and creeds who have fought in conflicts across the, uh, the war, uh, the world. And I do not believe we have multiple national anthems. And that's an unpop- it's going to be an unpopular opinion with a lot of people. I don't believe we have multiple national anthems. I believe we have one national anthem. Because I don't believe we are going, we, what, what, do we need a Hispanic national anthem? Do we need an Italian national anthem? And I can tell you, uh, as do, and doing everything in my geneolo- genealogical research over the years, I can tell you that when my relatives landed on American soil, on a boat called the Czar, by the way, in 1837, 1837, how about that? On a boat called the Czar. And you can even Google it and you can see the boat. So I can trace it all. I know exactly where my relatives came from. I know that my relatives uh, from Scotland had a very criminal history. In Scotland. And were actually expelled from Scotland. Oh, Angus, you you must have been a hell of a guy. But I don't believe that a show of unity in the NFL today involves having multiple national anthems. I live in a community where uh, strong, around six miles from me, strong Asian-American community, strong Asian-American community, 
uh, I live in an area where the Hispanic community has grown exponentially. Uh, I don't know. Do we, are we going to? Are we going to have now? We're going to have multiple national anthems. I think unity means we're all together and we have one national anthem. And I also believe that there was much made the other night about booing. And I saw media members and absolutely falsely saying, why are people booing unity? What's wrong with unity? That's not what they're booing. You know they're not booing unity. You know that's not what they're booing. But because of you, whatever your agenda is, you're going to push that. They aren't booing unity. What they're booing is, uh, I, next Sunday I'm going to go to uh, my wife's birthday. We're going to go out to one of our favorite restaurants in town. Great steakhouse. And when I go to that restaurant, the bartender, when we go and have a cocktail before dinner, the waiter, when we're served at our table, they're not going to start talking with us about, so you're voting for Trump or Biden? What do you think about Biden's opinion on this? What do you think about Trump on this? That's not going to happen. What do you think about the riots? Are you, are you for the riots? Do you think the riots are, are just? You think that? No, none of that's going to happen. Because you know what? I'm going out to dinner. I'm there to have dinner. And when you're at an NFL game, you're there for football. You're not there for activism. And every NFL player, are you talking about whoever it is? My man, Malcolm Jenkins. He is a great activist. And I say great activist because I really believe he rolls up his sleeves and gets involved in messages that he wants to deliver. I really believe he, he, he's a guy going to get his hands dirty. Malcolm Jenkins will do that. But guess what? During the football game, and when I go to a football game, I'm not there for activism. I'm there for football. And at those prices, that's what I'm there for. I'm not there for activism. And it's not a shut up and dribble. And that's another one of the false narratives that people love to throw out there. Oh, you just want these guys to shut up and dribble or shut up and play. No. They all have huge platforms, huge platforms that they can use to push any any message of unity, social justice, whatever cause they want to use. I work with one of the men in the world who has the largest platform in Shaquille O'Neal. I worked with, I've worked with him for six years. Shaq has a platform he can use anytime he wants, any issue he wants or otherwise. Any product that he wants, he has a platform. I'm not a shut up and dribble person. Use your platform. Use your voice. But I'm sorry. I'm not watching NFL football for activism. And I don't believe multiple national anthems is unity. I believe that fosters a seed of, well, we're, not, we're never going to be unified, so we're going to have this. We want this national anthem. We want this. I don't believe that's a message of unity. Again, it's a beautiful song. And if you've never heard it, it's a beautiful song. But I believe if we're talking about unity, that's talking about we've got a national anthem. 
And we've got, and I don't think people were booing players locking arms at an NFL game. And I think the people that were trying to spin that narrative to you the other night, and they were, they were out there on social media, are sowing seeds of division. And that's not good. People weren't booing unity. People were saying, I'm there for NFL football. That's what I'm there for. When you're on your own time as a player, you've got huge platforms, huge social media, multimedia. You can do whatever you want. Don't shut up and dribble. Don't shut up and play. But when it's game time, give me the game. That's what I'm there for. 855-212-4CBS, our toll-free line, sponsored by Geico. Did you know right now Geico's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what Geico could already save you? So what are you waiting for? Visit geico.com to learn more today. Paul in Chicago joins us. Paul, good morning. How are you, buddy? Just what a great show. You're very succinct. You're very eloquent. Tough to follow, but I'll try. (laughs) Thank you. Um. We are witnessing the law of diminishing returns, I believe, in pro sports. First of all, uh, pro basketball, it's a non-entity. It's owned by China. See, I love it. We all loved it, but it's owned by China. No, 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 no. No, no. I love it today. I love playoff basketball in the NBA uh, five times as much as I love regular season basketball. But I love playoff basketball between great teams. So I, I'm like, not, I think you're making a blanket statement there because I still love it. Like you were intimating, they should get an infomercial at midnight for an hour and foist their agenda upon people that way, not through a platform that is owned by somebody else. To me, that's mooching. But here's why I called, John. At my club, been going, we've been playing golf now for a couple months. We have never had a basketball game on the TV. We have never had even a baseball game on the TV. And these, the owners of the Sox are at our club. The owners of the Bears and the Bulls are at our club. So what do you, what do you have on the TVs? Golf. Uh, golf only golf? Six different TVs. They got ladies golf on. They got the Corn Ferry on. They got foreign golf on. And they got the Weather Channel. Nobody is watching the pro sports. Now, Three of the guys at the club yesterday said they're giving up their Bears tickets they've had in their family for 70 years. Wow. Just don't care anymore. Just okay. don't care. Then I leave the club Thursday night with nothing, the football game's not on. I don't care about it, and I'm an ex-bookmaker. Okay. Don't care about it. Get wow, to my favorite I... watering hole. It's stayed in Kinsey, downtown Chicago. I'm sure you know the area. Yes, I do Walk know. In there. Walk into Snickers. They got the hockey game on. A guy asked to put the football game on. They tell him, no. Wow. We're not putting it on. I got to tell you, Paul, I got to run. But uh, I would, uh, I'd be, I'd walk out of that bar. And I, and, I, and I know that's a good spot, too, by the way. Uh, I'd walk out of that bar. If it's Thursday night and I can't see the Chiefs game and it's a, it's a bar that, that considers itself, you know, a place where guys will go and watch sports and I'm not getting to see the uh, – I don't get to see the Chiefs game. I'm not going to be there. Anthony, where do you want me to go next? Should I? Okay, let's go to do Drew in Charlotte, North Carolina. Drew, good morning. Hey, what's up? Hold on. Let me turn off speaker real quick. Thank you, buddy. Um, How you doing, man? 
Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Give me one second. Um, okay, so to your question about um, whether or not uh, activism should cross over entertain, into entertainment. Um, during during up, the game, during the game. During, yes. in between, and if you just look at the definition of activism, it it talks about raising awareness and social conscious. So okay. that means it, there is no line. It's just simply it, it exists. Well, then that's great. But, Drew, the here's, the, here's the problem. And it's very much like the last time I saw Springsteen. Last time I saw Springsteen. I've seen Springsteen four times live in my life. Last time I saw him, he decided to preach to me about politics. He'll never get another dime of my money. Never okay, get another dime. Not, and no, I'll no, always no, like his music that's, that's because I don't go. It's true. not about money. It's about people. True. It's, it's about, no, no, Drew, 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 it's about his, Drew, it's not about dialogue. Activism in a game, activism at a concert is not about dialogue. It's not it's about not an about open money. It's not about it, it's yes. Not it's about, yes. It is. Thank you for your call because you're using that platform to do it. Yes, it is. It's absolutely that. You're using it as a. You're using. I, I said I'll, Bruce Springsteen. I'll never get another dime for a ticket out of me. I don't want to be told how to vote, who to believe in politically, and hear political pot shots and crap like that. I'm there for music. Now, if in his own time he wants to do whatever he wants to do, go for it. But yes, that's an NBA game or an NFL game. And guess what? If they don't care about running off customers, then go for it. Go for it. But if you don't think that that has an issue, and by the way, it's, I want to know, and, and very much something we've talked about on, our, on the Shaq podcast, I want to know, what are you doing when you're not at a game? Are you rolling up your sleeves and getting involved in your community? I mentioned Malcolm Jenkins earlier. Malcolm Jenkins gets involved in his community. He is knee-deep in it. He's active in his community. He's doing more than just talking or tweeting. That's what I want to see. All right, the first edition of the Fallout comes your way next. College football season has begun. It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. This is the fallout. Now on the JK Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, uh, you know it's you know it's football season when we get an edition of the fallout. Anthony and I were debating, do we start the fallout now? And I said, well, let's get it started because when one of the best teams in college football is playing, we've got to have it, and they may be the favorites to win it all. Clemson at Wake Forest. Don Munson on the Clemson Radio Network. Enjoy this. Lawrence will take the shotgun snap, keeping himself come right side, walk into the end zone, touchdown. Trevor Lawrence scores his 11th rushing touchdown in his career, and Clemson has the 6-0 lead. That was just a start. It was 27-0 at halftime, and then they emptied the bench. Trevor Lawrence threw for 351. Three touchdowns he combined for. Two rushing, by the way. Trevor, uh, Travis Etienne ran for 102 yards and a touchdown. They're 70-5 and five since the start of the 2015 season. Clemson has now outscored Wake Forest 152-19 to 19 over the last three seasons. Dabo Sweeney, 
that 37 to 13 victory had to feel really, really good. This is what we love to do. I mean, this is this is not just a job. I mean, this is our passion. This is what we love to do. Uh, I mean, this is it's hard work, but but I don't consider it work. I mean, this is this is our our passion. He's talking about what the coaches do and what the players do, except in the Big Ten and, and the uh, Pac-12. Clemson rolls in their opener, and they got uh, Trevor Lawrence out of there early, which is good, too. So, another national title contender out of the Big 12, Oklahoma, and the debut of Spencer Rattler. Man, it just sounds like such a cool name, Spencer. Here's another cool one, Toby, Toby Rowland from Learfield IMG College. Rattler's got it, straight drop, has a pocket, looks middle, throws deep down the middle, Rambo's wide open, 10-5, touchdown, ball out, Charlie. 53 yards, Rattler to Rambo. Spencer Rattler, 290 yards throwing, four touchdowns in his first start. It was 31-0 after the first quarter. How'd you like that, Bobby Petrino? Uh, it was really, really good. They outgained the Bears uh, 236 yards to one. First time since 2008, Oklahoma scored at least 31 points in a first quarter. So, 48 to nothing was the final victory. Oklahoma scheduled to host Kansas State coming up on September the 26th. That was a nice debut. Nice to be able to see two title contenders getting right in off the bat. How about Notre Dame? They're part of the ACC now just for this year. And again, if I was the ACC, I would have held Notre Dame hostage. I would have said, you want to play this year? You're joining our conference for football. But they didn't. They cowardly, you know, blanked out. Here's Mike Tirico from NBC Sports. We're going to run right behind you. They go right, though. They'll try the right. Guys on the right. And Timmy Young missed the tackle. And Kyron Williams is in for the touchdown. Young had him absolutely stopped. Now they will go. Yep. Bouncing outside. It is Kyron Williams. He will go the distance. Notre Dame touchdown, Kyron Williams. The talented Mike Tirico, Kyron Williams, ran for 112 yards, two touchdowns in his first start. Ian Book, keep an eye on him, 263 yards. Notre Dame beats Duke 27 to 13. It was Notre Dame's 19th straight victory at home and the first for the Fighting Irish in a conference after 132 years as an independent. Brian Kelly, Karen Williams was pretty impressive, wasn't he? Well, he did something that hadn't been done here in 25 years. Um, so, I mean, from that perspective, uh, you know, receiving yards over 90, rushing yards over 90, pretty good opener for him. There's a lot that he can build off of this, um, certainly. Really impressive. Good job there. And uh, nice to see Notre Dame football back on. Texas taking on University of Texas El Paso. Not really a A-list game, but for the Texas Longhorns, they wanted to make a statement, and they did. Here's Craig Way from Learfield IMG College. Clock down to 10 seconds to go in the half. Shotgun snap. Ellinger rolls right, looks, fires for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown, Texas! Kai! Money! Money in the bank for the sophomore walk-on from Brownsville. And the Longhorns have another score. It was 45-3 to at halftime. Sam Ellinger, career-high five scoring passes in the first half. 59-3 to was the final. 
Ellinger finishing with 426 yards. Now Texas will take a week off before going on the road to face Texas Tech to start their Big 12 play, but that was quite a debut. What about North Carolina? Coach Mack Brown, one of the nicest men you could ever meet, but his team this year has some expectations on it. Everyone wants to know what they were going to do against Syracuse. Boy, I hope D.A. wasn't watching this. Syracuse is bad. Fast. Man, really, really bad. Uh, They took care of business, uh, North Carolina, 31-6. And uh, let's hear a little bit more from Jones Angel from Learfield IMG College. First and goal. Josh Downs wraps around the shotgun position of Hal. Hal hands off to Javante Williams. Bounces off two Syracuse players who tried to stop him. And for the third time this quarter, Javante Williams hits Pater. Touchdown, Carolina, 30-6. to How did Syracuse get so bad so fast? Remember they had that blip on the radar there? Javante Williams, three fourth-quarter touchdowns. Tar Heels struggled early, pounded them late. The North Carolina defense had seven sacks, 11 tackles for loss, and absolutely stuffed Syracuse running game. Tar Heels play their lone non-conference game next Saturday by hosting Charlotte out of Conference USA. And let's wrap up with this. Number 23, Iowa State versus Louisiana. Uh Uh-oh, upset, upset. Pay attention. This one was wild. Here's Jay Walker from Learfield IMG Sports Network. Hand off to Regus. Oh, don't do him like that. Oh, raise your hands, Bird. Raise your hands. <laughs> raise your, raise hands, your hands. Touchdown, Louisiana. Thank you, at least. Finally, golly, golly. Now, that's the way you exclamation. Yep. <laughs> that's the way you exclamation. That's the way you finish the puppy off. Golly. Ten seconds left to go. It's 30 to 14. Okay, that was the craziest play-by-play I've ever heard in my life. That sounded awesome. Like, that sounded, like, very folksy. Very cool. Congratulations to the Raging Cajuns. They aren't Louisiana Monroe. They're just Louisiana now. And by the way, they're 1-0, and they beat Iowa State. That was awesome. They beat a top 25 opponent on the road for the first time in their 31-14 victory, having gone 0-26 against ranked foes away from home in their history. Their only other win over a top 25 team was in 1996 at home against Texas A&M. Congratulations to uh, Louisiana. That was the Raging Cajuns. Hopefully that party's still going on. Oh, if your team played this weekend and I didn't mention them, it's because they're not relevant yet to be mentioned on the fallout. We have strict criteria here. Tell your AD to do a better job of scheduling games or tell your coach to recruit better. We'll have more next week right here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Don't blame me. Blame your blame your AD. I mean, that's Fantastic. By the way, that is absolutely one of the best. And Anthony Pierno does an amazing job every single week with that. That is a lot of work. That's a lot of stuff to put together. And Anthony Pierno pulls it off seamlessly every single week for you.
Your Sports Sunday always starts here. This is the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Leave Bruce up a second here, Anthony. And all he kept talking about was politics. At the concert I went to, he told me who to vote for. Politics. Bruce will never get another dime of my money. Politics. Politics. Yes. Look, and I'll listen to Bruce Springsteen for the rest of my life. And I won't pay for it. I already paid for it once. I guess I paid for it when I download stuff. I don't. I just don't think people are coming to games for that. I don't think people are coming to games for that. I know I'm not going to concert for that. And I think that there are very blurred lines right now. I think we've got. There is a. Uh, as you know, my wife. Uh, we've talked about on the show. Here's my wife's Jamaican. And there are things that you do as a. You know, she immigrated to the United States at ten. Became a citizen at 14. And um, I can tell you that like the Jamaicans, they do not talk about, you do not ask someone, what do you do for a living? Like that's something in America we do. Hey, well, what do you do for a living? What you, that's very common. Jamaicans consider that rude to talk to somebody. Well, what do you do for a living? Because they consider it like a status one-up. Oh, really? You just do that? Well, let me tell you what I do for a living. So there's stuff like that. There's rules and there's mores. Uh, I don't think people are coming to sporting events, things like that. I think there's cultural things. I don't think they're coming for activism. I just don't. And I welcome every single person, including myself. Use your own social media platform. Use your own voice to get any message you want out there. But when CBS Sports Radio hires me to do a job, they're hiring me to do CBS Sports Radio. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for, what my politics are, what yours should be, more importantly. just think that's, uh, and I think professional sports is missing that quite a bit right now. I love this weird season in Major League Baseball. and But I'm one of those people that Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred of Major League Baseball has someone like me on the hook anyway. They've got me. I'm on the hook. I'm somebody they could count on. This was a strange season. As this was coming together, we were talking to David Sampson from CBS Sports HQ and the Nothing Personal podcast, and we were discussing could they carry off a baseball season? Would this happen? David, I got to tell you, this has been highly entertaining to me, but the problems the Marlins had, the problems the Cardinals had, ended up screwing my Phillies out a little bit by having to play all these doubleheaders. So I'm a little mad at your former employer. I'm just going to tell you, you may be too, but that's another issue altogether. I think what's screwing your Phillies is their bullpen. Well, that is too. I, I invent a new cuss word every night. I, I honestly, I do. But I can tell you this, I'm loving watching, I'm loving watching Joe Girardi manage the team. I love his messaging. I feel like I've got a competent man in charge. And I'm enjoying this baseball season. I get to be on the home of the Braves, 680 The Fan in Atlanta, where my, my local show, Buck and Kincaid, airs. So I get to see the team that Brian Snicker leads and Alex Anthopoulos has built. And I look at their rotation, and I can't figure out how they're doing it. There are a lot of flawed teams that are having pretty good years this year. I'm trying to think of any team that's not flawed. I guess maybe I could say the Dodgers. But even, you know, in a short series, which every team is going to have to play come October, they're going to play a two out of three. You saw what happened to Kenley Jansen last night against the Astros, and that stuff just happens. 
also the variability that exists in this season is what excites me because there's no race going on in the American League. We know the eight teams, and it's not like seedings even matter because there's no home field advantage whatsoever except in the first round where teams get to sleep in their own bed of the higher seeds. But they still have to win two out of three games to move on into the postseason bubble. So October is going to be absolutely amazing. And there could be some interesting race in the National League for the eighth spot between the Marlins, the Mets, the Cardinals maybe, uh, and maybe you know some other National League teams, maybe the Brewers, maybe the Reds. But I'm excited for October is what I would say. Okay, when, when you just said it, and it really is, it, it's something that really, you know, you're driving home there. We already know the eight teams in the American League with 15 games to go. I never thought that was a possibility. I, I still don't understand how it's happening because that is really odd that we would pretty much know who those five, who are those eight teams going to be uh, because I don't see the Mariners or the Orioles or the Tigers making some push to grab one of those spots. You know, you uh, talked about before you brought me in about not bringing politics into radio. Right. And you were talking about Bruce. And what's interesting is that in baseball, and certainly in the American League, there's a sort of an upper class and a lower class and no middle class. So That is the truth. At, when you look at that league, I'm not surprised at all it was happening. I think I may be surprised at the order uh, because the Yankees I wouldn't have had in the eighth spot at all. But – when you have two teams per division going to the playoffs plus two wild card teams and you looked at the American League before you started, you figured you've got four or five hundred lost teams in a regular full 162 season. In a short season, there was a hope over the first couple of weeks there could be some variable, like with the Tigers when they were hot for a bit, the Orioles were playing okay, the Yankees were suffering. But even though it's just 60 games, it's very hard for a really crappy team to outperform. I'm looking at some of the things in the National League too, David, as you're, you're, you're seeing teams jockey for position to try to make it into the postseason. And I'm thinking like for a team like the Phillies, if they end up battling for the seventh or the eighth seed to just work their way into the postseason, that means they're going to have to pitch Aaron Nola the last weekend of the year, which may keep him out of pitching game one of a postseason, like of that three-game series. Or they may have to go Nola and Wheeler last two games of the year just to get in and have neither one of them maybe available for game one or game two. I mean, this is going to be there's going to be some strategy involved in locking down your spot and then making sure your pitching set up for that three game series. Right. Yeah. What you're going to see is more in the middle of the leagues when you're in the three, four, five, six hole, you're not going to pitch your best pitcher in order to get a higher seed because it really doesn't matter. Now, if there's a specific strategy that I would have running a team where I want to avoid, let's just say, I really don't want to play, let's say, the Dodgers, and you want to get away from the eighth seed, if possible, maybe I would pitch my best guy if I have a chance to get to the seventh seed. But other than that, I'm just not going to waste my best. Uh, so it is critical for a team to try to not have to clinch an eighth seed in the last week uh, end of the play, of the regular season or the last day. But you know what? If you have to, you have to, because the most important thing is getting in to the top eight, not having your pitch in a line. David, are you surprised that the Astros, now the Yankees have been sort of snake bit. Um, the Astros, sure, they're going to cry injury too. I'm sure their fans will tell me, well, we've been banged up too. 
But are you surprised to find a 500 Astros team after 46 games? No, and, you're and not. It's true, they do. Okay. They have trem- they have tremendous injuries as well. And uh, if you look at their games missed and their pitching staff and who's missed what and their position players, you know, Altuve, Bregman was out, Alvarez out. So I mean, it goes on and on and on. Osuna's out, their closer, and then they lost Cole right this right. last off season, and so their their Verlander's out. So leading their rotation is a guy named Zach Greinke who is a great pitcher if you have him in the two or three spot. He's just not a number one. So the Astros are what they are. They're about a 500 team, not that dangerous in a, in a playoff series. It's a long playoff series. But I think all 16 playoff teams are dangerous in a first round two out of three. I've been around a long time. Uh, anything can happen in a two out of three. David Sampson joins us uh, on Major League Baseball for CBS Sports HQ and the Nothing Personal podcast. You dropped a word on me in one of your answers that has me intrigued because I don't believe I mean, I've heard any details yet. Do you believe when we get down to the final eight, the divisional round, the, the, that they're going to be in a bubble? Oh, I absolutely guarantee, guarantee it. Okay. Yes. Now, so there's like some that, issues going on Do you like on that right idea? Uh, do I like that? Yeah, there's no. So, yes, the answer is yes, because there's so much money at stake, and they've seen how well it's worked in the NBA and the NHL, at least physically. I'm not so sure bubbles work mentally for the players over a long period of time, but baseball's postseason, unlike the other sports, is just one month at most. For two teams, yes. it's one month. For the other teams, it's, it's even obviously shorter. And I think that if you can guarantee not having a situation like you're having right now with San Francisco where you're missing two games because of a positive that then becomes a false positive because you get negatives for the next two days and then you decide to play a doubleheader. Postseason doubleheaders of seven innings are not going to happen under any scenario, no matter what. Therefore, you've got to find a way to have no positive tests and the best chance is to get these players into a bubble. I mean, um, I'm looking at right now, and the Dodgers' best team, obviously, in the National League. I'm fascinated with the Braves. And not only do I get to see them every day, but I'm fascinated with that lineup and how they can, they can hit the baseball. And, but with that starting pitching, David, if they, get, if they get something out of Cole Hamels, if they get something out of Cole Hamels, if he can come in and give them something, and Ian Anderson continues to flash – do you believe they would have a chance in a seven-game series to beat out the Dodgers? I think it's going to be hard for anybody to beat the Dodgers four times in seven games. Uh, I really do. And a short, the best chance for the Braves is for the Dodgers to lose two out of three uh, to the eighth seed. And I think that uh, then it gets a little bit less likely in the divisional series where it's three out of five. But once you get to four to seven, I think it's really going to be tough. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.